Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. <laughs> All right, Ryan, we have a uh, special episode today. A special episode, <laughs> indeed. Yes, we do. Hey, uh, I have something to say before we get started. Okay, go ahead. Before we introduce who's with us. Okay. okay. So my mom listened to an episode. Did she? She did. Good. And uh, apparently I called someone an idiot. Do you John. remember that? John, you call so many people <laughs> idiots. I can't. <laughs> like one really? specific it, time? Yeah, she said, she said, she sent word. Actually, she didn't tell me. She sent word that I had called someone an idiot and I shouldn't do that. John. So whoever it was, I'm sorry. Do so better, John. Your mama you had know, to get on. <laughs> you know who it probably was? Probably me. No, it's probably that jerk that put that. So you just called somebody a jerk? Yeah, you know the one that did the review. John, I'm calling your mama. <laughs> the one that did the settled. the one that did the review. Remember? Yeah, that the, is, that's probably who it was. The wise review. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So today our mothers aren't with us. No. But our wives are. That's right. So my wife Faith is uh, here with us and. Uh-huh, and my wife Jordan is here as well, Yeah, and we are excited to introduce our topic today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the pastor's wife. That's right. Well, they're going to be talking about it. Right, because we are <clears throat> we're not the pastor's wife, right? Uh, I'm um, not. No. Okay. okay, John. All right. So, uh, so we're really looking forward to this, um, mainly yeah. because um, we think that the pastor's wife has a... a a huge role in the ministry mm-hmm. and often an overlooked role. And so we want to use our time to shine light on that. Right. And then to talk uh, maybe about the uh, the ins and outs about that, maybe some encouragement um, and, you know, some yep. stuff like that. Yeah, because they're, they're the WMU director and they play the piano. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or the organ. Uh, I know. I know about my wife, but does your wife actually play the piano? No, no she doesn't. I should be able to. I took for seven years, but I don't. She doesn't play the See, piano. I play guitar. Guitar, she yeah. Does, yeah. yeah, yeah. I sing. I don't play instruments. <coughs> yeah, but guitar doesn't count. That's right. That's sorry. Failing miserably. So let's go ahead and, and begin. So we we've talked about the call of a pastor. We had a whole mm-hmm. episode about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also think that uh, there is uh, there is a call to the pastor's wife, right? Yeah. yeah. And so maybe if uh, each of you could maybe go through uh, just your life story, how. How you wrestled with that call uh, whenever you were um, dating us, or however that worked out. Who right. you want to go first? Um, whichever one wants to. You, you go ahead. Finn. Okay, right. well, I'll try. Try really hard not to be too lengthy. So okay. this is this is John's wife for everybody. Yes, and, and this is a thirty-minute show. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it short. Okay, man. I'll try. Well, basically, I was raised in. Um, a Christian home that from birth, um, church was important. And so I tell everybody I was kind of bred for this part um, because I knew what I, I was able to see what it was to, what it took to be um, in the church and be involved. And um, I knew at one point in my senior year in high school, I felt the Lord kind of talking to me about, you know, that you had something special to do, but I, I've always liked to sing, and I was like, well, I'm not that good. I just wasn't sure at that time what it was, and it was years later, actually, after John and I had already started dating, he said, oh, yeah, I'm, I am I feel the call into the ministry. Well, by that point, I was already, I mean, I was already in, like, <laughs> I mean, I was. Too late like, to turn back now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I well, already, I guess so. I was already, you know, I already knew I loved him. I already right. knew he was the one, and so... I thought, well, this must have, maybe this was what the Lord had planned because mm-hmm. I knew it took a special 
I mean, it was, you know, I had to be part of something greater. Right. And, um, and so at that point, I mean, that was kind of, I don't really have anything special other than that. But I mean, like, I had, that was just, I didn't know ahead of time going in, oh, well, never mind. I can't date you because you want to be a preacher. It wasn't that kind of, I mean, yeah, you know, so, because he wrestled helped. with it too. Yeah. And, um, and he knew, which he knew at that point too, my family and, and the faith that I grew up with and the type of parents I had. So, you know. Yeah. So similar, Faith's dad was a uh, music minister. Okay. Hmm. And uh, so Jordan's dad was a pastor. That's right. He's a pastor. Similar. Yeah. Similar background. Um, My dad uh, was a pastor and um, my mom was a stay-at-home wife and mom until I started school. Um, And so just grew up in a Christian home and um, church was a regular thing. And and ministry has just always been a part of my life. Yeah. Um, and, and there's ups and downs to that. And so when I got older, I kind of focused more on the downs than the ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I just kind of, I knew, I knew that the Lord might call me to marry a minister, but I told him I will, but please no. <laughs> yeah. I will, Especially but Especially not Ryan. Yeah. Please. <laughs> that prayer has stayed the else. same. Yeah, that's. Um, but. <laughs> you know, I was in my senior year of high school and, um, Ryan and I, started becoming good friends and I knew he was called to the ministry. He was called to the ministry, you know, in high school. And so, um, I knew if, if I got serious with him, that that's what I would end up doing. And so I didn't really feel a call to ministry until I felt a call to marry him. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was never by itself. It was never, I need to be in ministry. I just don't know how it was. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. But then when I realized the Lord wanted me to marry him, I knew, okay, this yeah. is my calling for the rest of my yeah. life. I'm going to be um, a minister's wife. And so. Well, um, so both of you um, grew up at least being in proximity with a minister and being able to see the ins and outs of that. Um, and so you did see the negative side, right? There are so many uh, women that marry pastors and they uh, maybe they grew up in church, but they don't realize uh, maybe some of the difficulties or struggles uh, that pastors' wives deal with. Um, but what what are some of those struggles that maybe you were prepared for, maybe you weren't prepared for? How do you how do you cope with those? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say I can't imagine coming into this blindly. I can't imagine oh, wow. coming in either not. Raised in a minister's home, definitely that, but all, but especially not raised in church and just not right. knowing, um, you know, my mom was, she was raised in church, but she just wasn't raised in a firm Christian home. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of went into it blindly. And yeah. I just can't imagine how hard that must have been to not be as prepared as I feel I was mm-hmm. when I started. Um, but there's lots of things that, that I felt prepared for and there's things that come up that I don't, I'll say one of them that I wasn't prepared for is the wifey bear that I call myself when, what? when my, when, no, like, you know, you have a mama bear, I, I have a oh, mama yeah, I bear you. inside That's, me, I have, yep, I but that. there's a wifey bear too. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
you know, inevitably when your husband is, is criticized or, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone gets upset with him for something that he did. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Right. It's very hard. <laughs> it is. Like when you're I listening just... to a podcast and the podcast host continually berates your, <laughs> your yeah. husband. I'm and coming you after you, John. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but I, but I just realized yeah. that it, even in, in just the, the past couple of years, mm-hmm. knowing how to have a gentle and quiet spirit in those situations and, and knowing that I do have a voice and I, and I have a right to say some things, but I have to be wise in what I do say. Right. And so, um, but just, it's just that defense that I just want to go to somebody and be like, you need to step well, back and, and realize. And I, yeah. And I had to learn too. He doesn't tell me every time that happens because he doesn't want me to be bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had to learn that because I'm the same way. Like, cause we see the time yeah. that they spend right, exactly. away from the home, mm-hmm. ministering, studying, working on things at the church. And then when somebody berates them or... Tells them, you know, that they're just ugly to them about something. It just makes makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. because I know, I know what he does, yeah, and I yeah. see how he hurts and how yeah. he struggles. Mm-hmm. And they don't think yeah. about that, and mm-hmm. so I totally get that. That's and, and it, it's it's also. I mean, I he's so when 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 stuff like that happens, he's so meek and mild about it, and he's very apologetic. He's very humble. And I just want to look at him and be like, "You should have went off. <laughs> like, yeah. you sh- why did you, you hit the well, trial? Right? I, I don't that understand. Too, that, I think that does come with being in it a little bit longer because I can tell John has gotten a little more comfortable with kind of say, depending on the situation with maybe saying something or just overlooking it and saying, you know, or not worrying about that as much because I think there you just kind of get to that point where you know I am." I'm comfortable in it. And he feels like he's doing what the Lord has called him to do. Mm-hmm. He has no regrets. Right. If you don't have a regret and you know you're following the Lord's will as the pastor and the leader, then what human what a human person says shouldn't yeah. should matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the devil's going to put people in your path to try to question make him question the calling that right. the Lord has put yeah. on him. And and, so, and I mean, you know, he's I didn't mean to say that like <laughs> you're, you take shots and don't say it. Like he yeah. stands up for himself, right, and, yeah. and but it's just that that he handles it the way it's, where, the right. way you're supposed to. He handles it <laughs> the way that that I oh, would, and that's yeah. the yeah. thing. I have to look at him and realize, okay, I'm supposed to do that too, but but I want to to fight back and say, you know, just yeah. and protect. I've, I've had to learn too um, that, and he helped me realize this. What I say and do affects him mm-hmm. and his yeah. ministry, mm-hmm. and so I have to. And it's and it is a, people that know me know that is a struggle. I have <laughs> I have struggled with it. I continue to struggle to just voice my opinion and what I think, and I just I do. And so I have to try really hard, and it's a, a daily mm-hmm. thing. But um, but sometimes I have to learn. It's just not, it's not going to make it any easier yeah. on him. Yeah, and you exactly. just have to just kind of, mm-hmm. we vent to each other and um, pray, do a lot of praying. And <laughs> he has to tell me sometimes to faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just don't say anything. <laughs> and so, you know, we, 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 we 
uh, structure this whole podcast uh, that, around the idea that the church is imperfect. Like, mm-hmm. There are right. there are problems in the church, uh, but ultimately, uh, the 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 hopefully the message that comes across in the podcast is that we love the church, and that right. even though that she is imperfect, even though we do have. Uh, struggles, and even though they are, uh, we don't want to minimize those struggles. They are real. They are there. Um, we do believe that they, this is an enjoyable task, yeah. and uh, we wouldn't be doing anything else uh, because we believe this is what the Lord has called us to. And so, uh, what is what are some of the maybe more enjoyable things that you guys experience as pastors' wives, which we hope are more than the struggles? That's right. <laughs> yes. We would hope that. Um, I, I, y'all have not got to experience this yet, but when you watch your husband. Baptize your children. Yeah, mm. it's a very special moment, um, and and it makes me sit and think about the futures and the their wedding ceremonies, mm-hmm. and that yeah. he's going to be, yeah, you know, um, part part of that. And uh, and I love to watch him too with the small children and the elderly people because um, they love him. Those the older people just love him, and he loves them. Like, and that's. What you're saying about the enjoyable, you know, we don't call them our congregation or our church members. We say church family because, right. I mean, we we take pride in the relationships that we make with the mm-hmm. people there. And they're a family. We don't just treat them like, you know, oh, that's just a number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he's good at building those relationships and, and loving on them. And I love to watch, you know, watch yeah, that. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I'm not trying to take y'all's answers away but uh <laughs> but as a pastor you really are invited into a family that's larger than yours that's right and especially yeah. since we're removed from our family that's right yeah. yeah i mean none of us live in the same town that our families right. live yeah. in and so you, it, i think one of the enjoyable things y'all can correct me but is that <laughs> is that you become part of something that is beautiful we that's believe, right which mm-hmm. is the church you, that's an enjoyable thing. You have a whole lot of mamas oh, and yeah. a whole I lot mean, of daddies mm-hmm. and a whole lot of grand. Your kids have grandparents. That's right. You know, that's right. Don't share your name yeah. and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, because I mean, there's they're definitely at, at every place we've been, and there's still some from past churches that mm-hmm. we we talk to and we you know send car- still send Christmas cards to yeah. and are still yeah. you know important to us, and um, they definitely yeah definitely. Is, Yep. that case yeah i would uh, totally agree i i was thinking it, it's just it being loved on is is one of the the best things about it mm-hmm. um just like y'all said that being welcomed into a family um you know when when we got to our church we were um when we started talking with them we were engaged and um they knew we were this newlywed couple coming in and moving three, four hours away from home. Um, and they just embraced us. And I remember um, being invited to cookouts for, you know, just, just yeah. this family that would get together and say, hey, y'all come over right. and we're, we're grilling tonight. Y'all come over. And, you just and didn't we know had, what some of the things you were going to have to eat. Oh, exactly. Right. Well, <laughs> they, they, thankfully they knew I'm picky. And so they, you know, we've got hamburgers. So Jordan's got something to eat. Yeah. You know, um, but just, just they would think of that think of things like we're just yeah. sitting at home with nothing to do we don't have family to go visit yeah, and, and yeah. be with and uh and we've got members who invite us over for easter dinner because they know right we have to be here for easter we're not going to be with our families and mm-hmm. so they invite us over um for that and, and like i said grandparents for your kids and, yeah. and and we've just got so many people that love us so so well and just take care of us like there's yeah. been so many times where we've just thought 
we don't know how this is going to work out and, and the Lord has provided mm-hmm. through them. Um, so anyways, that's just, that's one of the best things. Yeah. Because we were talking it. earlier about those people that make the, what'd you call it? The wifey bear come out. And yeah. those are, so, those are few and far between. Yeah, they um, are. And you know, and, and you may get that way every now and then, but the majority of the time you do have that. Mm-hmm. You, something will be taken. And there's some at John's church, you know, who'll, when they make supper, I mean, a lunch on Sundays, yeah. they'll put some they bring dessert, dessert and bring dessert Sunday and morning. sit yeah. it on his, or even one week, it was like lunch. Like yeah. It was in a, a casserole. And so. So I know. start my Sunday morning off with pie. You know? That, know, is, so that is fantastic. So, or a banana pudding without bananas because she knows I don't like bananas. Yeah. Banana wow. So, I mean, like, they you know, some of them just spoil you. you That's know? right. But I mean, yeah. it, it's that. You know, you need that. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. You need it. Well, we're going to move on to our uh, dead man talking uh, today. And for today, we have a dead woman talking. Yeah. Uh, and it is from the the late, great Elizabeth Elliot. And John has a neat um, a neat little uh, story to I tell about it. I you said not to tell it. Well, I didn't know if it was true, and then you confirmed <laughs> it. So I don't want you telling lies on the podcast. So Elizabeth oh, yeah. Elliot apparently was in the nursing home. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Was in, a Presbyterian told us so. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, was in the nursing home in uh, the town that's right near us. Uh, yeah. Right before she passed away, apparently she was suffering with dementia and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. But uh, had pretty, some extended family in the area. She had some extended. Stayed. This is the story we've heard. Yeah. Uh, so. That's so, pretty neat. Yeah. Um, but for she, what it's worth, for what it's worth, I'm not sure what it's worth. But there you um, go. So anyway, the dead woman talking uh, comes from Elizabeth Elliot, and she states, uh, "This job has been given to me to do. Therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is to be done for Him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's true of all of our callings, uh, whether it's a call to be a wife, pastor's wife, or a pastor, either one. That's you know, right. You know, I think uh, just recently for uh, Thanksgiving, we got together with some of my friends, and, and they're all, um, you know, they live in Nashville. They live mm-hmm. the uh, the 20-year-old lifestyle in Nashville, and they all have their jobs there. They don't have family. They're not yeah. married and whatnot. Um, and there are times that I think, man, I could have, we could be living in Nashville, with my, <laughs> hanging out with my friends all the time, you know, whatever else, yeah. but... Um, ultimately, it's it's a reminder of no God has called us here, yeah, yeah, and and this is what's best for us because God has called it, yeah. Therefore, I must do it to my best ability, yeah. and that I, I can't think of a, a better quote for a pastor's wife um, than that there. And so, as we talk about this idea of uh, of a pastor's wife, what are maybe some essential um, attributes, thought patterns, tools, resources that pastors' wives um, need? Well, I was gonna say thinking about the question beforehand, just that you have to have that calling that, mm-hmm. that it, that it's going to be a really hard life if you're married to a minister and you don't feel mm-hmm. a call to ministry. Um, but also I would say you need support outside yeah. of the church, mm-hmm. outside of your husband, even um, just at least one person. I had the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> just at least one person that knows what it's like to be a pastor's wife and that is not necessarily going to hold you accountable, but mm-hmm. it's just going to say, you know what? That does suck. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I hit the table. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I have that in, in my mom and my sisters, you know, they're all ministers wives and it's nice to just 
to just have something that mm-hmm. just frustrated me or aggravated me. And I know I have my husband and I talked to him about it and he is going to do what he's supposed to do mm-hmm. and lovingly encourage me and hold me accountable and say, this is how we need to handle this. Mm-hmm. But I know I can go to my sisters, my mom and them say, yep, that yeah. stinks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We know how it is. Yeah. We know we've been there and, 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 and we bounce things off each other and it's right. just an encouragement to know Somebody knows exactly how I'm feeling. Well, mine is not necessarily I, not a pastor's wife. I just I think it's essential to have. I have one person other than John who is somebody somebody I trust with anything, and I can talk. I know I can talk to her, and it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, other than my sister or my mother, which they, you know, don't have. They weren't, you know. I mean, my mom, my dad was not wasn't right. very professional. So I mean, like it was not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah all full-time thing, but this friend is somebody I can tell anything to and just have that one person that, and she has grown up in the church, so she does understand ministry and everything, but it's just a different, just having that person. It, mm-hmm. You have to have somebody, and we do, we don't live in the same town as our parents, but we live, his parents are 15, 20 minutes away, mm-hmm. mine are about an hour, so we get tremendous support from them because you have to decompress and get away together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, Unless they've already have plans, they're always willing to help. And if they can't, we have people at the church that That's help. Right. So having, like I said, that support system other than your spouse to, to because you just have to have that time mm-hmm. together and, yeah. and to do other than church things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the awkward sk- silence. Skin, um, <laughs> I mean, like we said, going back to the 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 wifey bear you know yeah. we have to kind of go with thick skin about some things because some things mm-hmm. just aren't worth worth yeah making a big deal and to be unselfish because there are times when we have made plans and we have had to cancel hotel reservations or things because mm-hmm. somebody dies yeah. sure. or yeah. becomes really sick and you just have to learn that you know i i know that we come first um and depending on what it was you know i know that his family after after the Lord is more important, but I also have to understand now that he has a church family that he has to minister to. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes those things arise where I just have to, you know, just get over it and yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so you know, we've, I've left the beach <gasps> yeah, he drove yeah, home to come home for a funeral, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, yeah. I think those are things, I, I think you have to go, you have to have conversations about that so yeah. that you know when it happens, look, this is what I have to do. Yeah. Not because I, I'm I heard tell another story. I want to. I want to see. Uh, oh, see how this happens. But I heard. <laughs> I heard that you were eight months pregnant, and he decided to go out of the country. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he already <laughs> had it planned, and and I and on, in his defense, I was not due yet, and that was. And to make you know, matters worse, I heard that he ran into your doctor at the airport, and he yeah. was leaving the country was, too. That's, that's him. That's the guy you told me. About. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and what did the about? what did the doctor say in the airport? Well, y'all weren't there, but the doctor in the airport said she's not going to have this baby while we're gone. And See, I didn't. why would you say that? That's like tempting the fate. I, right? well, well, that's exactly he what had happened. Put me on bed rest already, and he knew. But I mean, <laughs> girlfriend, you, know, you are but, braver but than but I am. <laughs> the wonderful husband that he is, he said this was his first one to plan, and he's like, just let me get there and get it settled, and I'll fly back, and he did. I, well, I flew I back because to, yeah, the doctor they called. Said, said, but I did. We, got, <laughs> we made it two more weeks. That's great. Anyway. Uh, that's great. Yeah. That's oh great. me. Well, um, 
do you, uh, either one of you have maybe a word of encouragement for other pastor's wives or maybe for other pastors of, of ways that they can encourage their wives? Mm. Um, I mean, I'm you buddy and too when you need to, but, um, <laughs> well be yourself because, yeah. um, and, and I have to be myself, but I have to kind of, like I said, watch what I say, you know, just cause I talk so much, but, um, <laughs> But you can be yourself, be real, because I think there are a lot of preconceived notions about how a pastor's wife mm-hmm. either should act or mm. does right, act yeah. or how she has to be. And, um, you know, you don't have to be in charge of everything. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, our, our main job, and I'm okay with this, is to keep the home stable. And we, you know, that was one thing that, because we don't ever know when they're going to be called yeah. off to do things. Yeah. And you know, we have two children, you have one, another one on the way. You've got to keep, they have to have something, some sort of stability Absolutely. at home. Absolutely, yeah. And so I feel like, you know, we, we don't have to, it's okay to say no. Mm. Um, and, and so I think people need to understand that the preacher's wife does not have to lead everything yeah. and be over and in part of everything. Um, so that That's uh, pretty much what I was going to say, just that it the, it's okay to be normal. It's okay mm. to... You know, I've I've never known what it's like to be just a church member. Yeah. So I I always have this just kind of weight of I I don't know I there's just it's hard for me to be normal. It's hard because I don't know normal. I don't know yeah. what it's like <laughs> well, not like, to be yeah. in the ministry's family. <laughs> so you know, when I was a kid, there were these expectations that yeah. mostly I put on myself, not mm-hmm. really that anybody else did, but just what I assumed other people were right, thinking yeah. and expected right. of me. And so I've just always had that. And then I married a minister and, and it's like, it, like I said, it's mostly just in my head, but just these expectations that I have of this is how you need to act. And this is, well, they need this to be done at the church and, and you're the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. So you need to step mm-hmm. up and you need to do that. Or, um, you, you know, you need to raise your child a certain way or make right. sure they're acting a certain way. And I think that too, the kids is a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, it's just, and this is, it's not something that I've come close to mastering, but just realizing I just need to focus on being a church member myself and, right, and not yeah. just focus on serving as the pastor's wife, but just being right. a church member mm-hmm. and being, a day-to-day Christian and, and what that looks like. And so, like and I said, your place in the ministry yeah, of the church, yeah. just like everybody else has yeah. to do. We're all called to do that. That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, which is pretty important. I mean, I'll, there's, there's a pendulum swing. I think yeah. you don't have to be the WMU director or play the piano, right. but, you need to be but, there. but you do have to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what you church. guys are saying is pretty important. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I have a story about that later. <laughs> not, not on it. Not on not the on recording. The <laughs> For shame. Uh, well, I just, uh, I've really enjoyed this. I think, uh, I think that, um, you know, I've always been told that your wife will make or break your ministry. And, and I see that to be true in many cases. Uh, I see a lot of, uh, pastors are able to say, uh, with great blessing, me and John included, that our wives are the best part of our ministry, mm-hmm. uh, that they compliment us as, as God intended. Um, and so we come to one of my favorite parts of the podcast, <laughs> which both of y'all said not to ask, but uh, we're going to do it. Um, what are you reading? <sighs> Okay. So first of all, let's just acknowledge they don't listen to the podcast. They don't listen. Okay. To the podcast. So, okay, listen. So we did all right. 
<laughs> they <laughs> clearly don't, or they would know that you read some of the craziest mess well, that there knows. is. Well, I know so, that. I'm his wife. John, John talks about that you read every. So well, it doesn't matter that y'all are reading crazy stuff too. So just go that's ahead. Right. And okay, confess. let me just say that I am not a big reader. That oh, really? I not at all. Um, up until literally this past year, the last time I picked up a book was like four years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so, she did. She she set a goal this year. <laughs> what was your goal? I married an avid reader, yep. and he I'm really proud of her. Has pestered me since we've been together about I'm going to make you a reader. Like you're gonna <laughs> your your last name is Reed, so we gotta. <laughs> but uh, anyways, this year at the beginning of the year, I set a goal to read twelve books. Twelve, one a month. And I did, and it, it, it's a mixture of nonfiction and fiction. Um, but recently, I started. My husband convinced me to start reading the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. and so I'm on the sixth the book. Fifth one. The fifth book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Order of the Phoenix, and I'm struggling because it's just it's a big book, and I, it's <laughs> just like even when the story is good, I'm it's just like and I haven't read it yet. This is it's just so long, and I just yeah. get bogged down in this is how much more I have to read, even though the story <laughs> is good. This is how much more I have to read before I'm uh, done. That's great. So um, that's what I'm reading right now. Well, I I do I read more than I used to, but. I am, like I just said, I'm in the library. That's what I, I'm librarying at, at a public school. So I kind of like need to be reading. But the things that I read are more like what my high schoolers like to read. And so I'm currently reading the Glittering Court series. <laughs> <laughs> I, which, know, I think that's like great, gen- though. Like junior, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, yeah, which like, I'll say this, though. This this is really good because yeah, – I I was in the airport one time and I didn't have anything to read, so yeah. I picked up a book to read. <laughs> was it the Glittering Court? No, no, it was not. But I'm not going to tell what it was. But I picked up a book to read, and I read it, and I brought it home, and I said to Faith, "Do you have this in your library? In the library? It's not her library. <laughs> do you have this in the library?" And she said, "I do." And I said, "You need to put it up because it's not worthy to be read." Mm. And it's like it was like on the eighth grade reading level. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so, so anyway, it's good that she's reading those things. I can't things. read I yeah, everything that's awesome. that you comes can't, there, but, and I look at reviews. And you also can't, you can't, um, you know, I can't, I can't. You can't take things off the shelf. Right, either. I can't <laughs> over, but, I can't over censor things, right, but right, there yeah, are yeah, some yeah, things yeah. that I that's can, right. and yeah. Yeah. Right. I do. Yeah. But, so um, she's reading the Glittering series for the sake of the children. The Glittering series. For the children. She's doing it for the children. I do not, I don't, I don't like deep, I don't want to have to be deep into stuff. I like to, I just want to be Well, you would not like the... Scandal of the Evangelical Mind. Is that what you're reading, John? <laughs> yes, it's about to blow my brain. What else are you reading, uh, John? That is all I have the the, the brain with for at the, the brain moment. With I'm it. telling well, you, that thing is. I'm so ready for it to be over. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's I, great that you're ready for it to be over. And then I just <laughs> finished it today. And um, um, yeah, and you're right. That? It's it's a dense book. It is. But, uh, I, I'm also reading the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People for oh, my PhD. Yeah, and that's one of those going that Mormon now. I would much, <laughs> much, much rather be reading the Scandal of the Evangelical Mind. Oh, it's not bad, but me. it's just not. It's not. It's not. I don't like reading um, leadership books. Leadership books. I don't. I'm not a big fan. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of leadership. So. And then I just finished uh, Crime and Punishment by uh, Fyodor. 
Mm-hmm. See what I'm talking about? Those, yeah. Don't be ashamed I mean, of the glittering series. Uh, Crime and Punishment is like, if you look up like top 100 novels, it's on Oh, there. it is. But, it's, you know, but a lot of the classics uh, are scandalous, too. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. I wasn't, I mean, it was it was different than I expected, but uh, a lot of weird names because it's Russian. So um, <laughs> if we have any Russian, if we have any Russian lit- uh, um, um, listeners. No, but Nepal. Them, but have, have you seen Nepal? The- we got a few from Nepal. Hey, who is but- that? Um, if you're from I Nepal, I don't think those people are real. I just, yeah. I just gotta think they're Thanks not real. Thanks for the encouragement. That's right. Those people are not real. Why? You know how my life is. Why? We have trollers on the podcast. Why would they be listening? Why would anybody listen to this podcast? I am a realist, and I'm just thinking this uh, is not real. likely. Yeah. What about the British people or the Canadians? We know at least one Canadian is real because he won a book. That's right. And I had to mail it well, that, to Canada. That makes more sense. But somebody in the in Nepal. <laughs> Nepalese people. How in the are world? Too. How literally in the world would they know about your podcast? Because it's a because y'all were on Times Square. It's a small world after all. We were on Times Square. That's right. Oh, wow. right. Well, um, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and I want to say a special thanks to our wives for coming on and listening uh, for us or uh, listening uh, by uh, commenting on these. Yeah, issues, commenting because we talking. don't listen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, this will be the one episode we yeah, do. So thank you guys so much for being the next here. episode. We're gonna let. Knox, Riley, and oh, Mary man. Hannah do it. That will be fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> but if you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it uh, as an encouragement. Hopefully, we've been an encouragement to you today. Um, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, and uh, we will we'll be sure to read those reviews on the podcast, especially if they're mean enough. Um, but uh, we will see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church. And remember, one day she will be perfected in glory. Say something. Oh, uh, the best you <laughs> <laughs> Say thanks for coming. Say thanks for listening. That's a person. <laughs>